Good evening. Welcome to another Friday night session with myself, Buckets, and my mentor and hero, Horsey. Hi, how are you? Hi, yeah, good. Yeah, you good? Um, okay, so tonight's Cat Space um, conversation is about mental health and what and mental health well-being, so to speak, and what we can do. Mm. Hear each other up, encourage each other, support each other, uplift and encourage each other uh, to be there for each other and show kindness and empathy and understanding and to sort of um, help people out there to make them smile again and go, you are not alone in the situation, I understand you, and to, to put the positives and to take away the negatives, basically. Mm. Uh, so, so what is mental health, Horsey yes. was asking? Yes, so uh, you've got to remember that mental health is probably a little more important than physical health. I mean, physical health is really, really important. Um, but if you can't cope mentally, then cope it becomes a domino effect and basically affects everything else. So it's really, really, really important. So it's really the, the functionality of your mind. Um, or mental health can affect your physical health. It yes. certainly can, yes. It, it can also affect you emotionally, like... Um, for someone like myself who feels at times I'm not strong enough or I'm not, I can't be bothered getting out of bed. I know that there's a world out there and, you know, I talk to mm. and I, I myself talk to a counsellor and I feel much better after. And I think it's important that it's not just counsellors, like we reach out to friends and family and we stay connected and we... Mm bring each other closer, don't you think? Yeah, I, I mean, mental health doesn't just have to mean seeing a doctor, seeing a counsellor. Mental health could literally just mean going outside and having fun with your friends mm. um, or talking to someone or even just playing video games all day. Um, something that you like to do um, and something that keeps you happy. It doesn't have to be the standard, oh, I'm mm. going to go to a clinic and get some pills and that's going to be my mental health cover. The, the truth is that's like the brink um, or the, the little tip of the iceberg when it comes to mental health. And, and it's just so... Well, all those things you've mentioned, all those things you've talked about in the last couple of minutes mm. indicate that if we're alone, we lose perspective. As relationships with other people that help our mental health. Hmm. If we're on our own, you know, like Robinson Crusoe, you know, he lost, he went mad because he had no contact with anybody else really for a long, long time. And hmm. if you do that, then we do lose perspective and we may think we're okay, but we actually don't realize we're not. So relationships with other people is very important because they remind us of who we are, was we remind them of who they are. And that does help our mental well-being, certainly does. I think it's important as well, if we look at it, we are, I know I've stated this before like a broken record, but we are in the worst, dangerous, most time of our lives. And I think when COVID first struck, it was sort of like as if it was the be-all and end-all, but what it's done, mm. it's, it's, it's made people feel sad. It's made people feel isolated away from their friends, away from their loved ones. Mm, they can't, mm, mm. Now we can all visit each other and, you know, we can see each mm. other and spend time together, but before you couldn't. And that felt like you were imprisoned in your own home. You couldn't go anywhere. You mm. couldn't do anything. You couldn't see anyone. And I think now slowly we're starting to 
come out of that mm. and we're, we're having to, you know, go, you know, sing or listen to music or, you know, I find mental health and well-being for me is to sort of um, take a moment where you can have a shower and cleanse yourself or better yet, go to YouTube and turning on um, meditation, you know, turning on meditation and listening to the ocean or to, to rain or to, you know, birds or something that will help you meditate and, and go to that place and go, I feel better. Well, what about you? Well, one, one of the things actually is really, really important that I got taught in uh, psychology was how important it is um, to have a partner. And the reason why it's really important mm-hmm. to have a partner apart from starting a family and whatever is the fact that when you're angry and upset and annoyed at the world, if you've got a, a partner that can see the world from another perspective, that, that mm-hmm. that's one way that they can go, well, there's another way of looking at things. It's not Armageddon yet, um, my love. Um, and and that that's really good for coming back and centering yourself and going, well, it's really not that bad. I mean, I've just spilt some milk. We don't have to basically ring up dairy farmers and, and start a war with them. <laughs> well, again, it's just someone who can someone who can listen to what you're saying. Mm. Even if some of what you're saying is a bit over the top at the time, can just sit and listen and understand and say, right, and like a sounding board, someone to, to bounce off. And that goes back to the importance of relationships. But Philip, you've studied psychology. Mm. I have. Um, so I'm interested in your perspective on this. I think that a lot of what is called, what are called mental health problems these days are actually overrated. And if you look far enough, in every person, you'll find something wrong with their mental health. If you look far enough, that's all you've got to do. And so a lot of things which are perceived to be mental health problems are actually not that serious, but they're treated as if they are. So from your studies and from your experience of that, what's your perspective on that view? Um, well, the, well, the truth is everyone's got mental health problems. That's, that's, that's the first thing. Um, there isn't yeah. one person that really doesn't have mental health problems at some point in time. Um, it really depends on what type of mental health problems you're, you're talking about. I mean, like th- there are times in people's lives where people will feel depressed about a number of things, whether they've had um, someone dying in their life or maybe, um, you know, um, their favourite television show has just ended. Um, it, you know, it could be... Uh, well, those, are things that, those are things that you can get over. I mean, I guess what I'm talking about is the perception that there are some things that you just can't get over or you need help to get over, whereas actual fact you can if well, you try. It, it, it depends. And the, the reliance on treatment rather than your own you know, friendships and relationships and as what what would happen years ago, these days people tend to go running to a specialist. I don't think that's a good thing. Well, well, again, it it depends. So the the thing is, there's many routes to... So in uh, uh, college, I got taught something called cognitive behavioural therapy. Uh, And that was a uh, preferred form of therapy as opposed to psychotherapy which would basically take a really, 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 really long time whilst the uh, psychologist would get really, 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 really rich and basically not resolve that much. But um, the, the one thing about 
um, CBT, why it was so good is because if you could basically work out um, what was going on in the mind, um, then that could change the behavior. And if you got a, a situation where a, a person could see um, all the positives um, of um, the world, as opposed to turning to the negatives of the world, they would actually be better off and they could effectively mm. self-heal. And a lot of charities liked CBT because it was fairly cheap to administer. The only mm. one problem with CBT is that it doesn't really have an end. The only time it really ends is when you as a client decides to stop seeing the counsellor. That's the only mm. time it actually stops. Um, but it is a very, very useful tool that was used with a lot of clinicians that I, that I met. Um, and eventually, um, over a period of time, um, you could change your behavior very quickly mm. um, when you started to self-reflect and um, started seeing the world from a different perspective. So I, I guess to better answer your question, um, again, it, it, it depends. I mean, there are people that are chronically depressed um, and these are people that mm. go through trauma, but there is a way out, but they have to see the way out. They have to physically see the, or the way out that there is light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Mm. Um, otherwise, they're going to be continually depressed. But there's short-term depression, which can be fixed really, really quickly. But then you've got long-term dep depression, which takes a bit longer. But nothing's impossible, I will say that. I think it takes a lot of sort of empathy and understanding and kindness and in a strange, peculiar way, the one thing that COVID has taught us is that we need to be more empathetic and more kind. And that kindness is now more so than ever before in the last, say, 10, 15 years, five years, has is more rampant than ever that now people aren't afraid to go, hey, I'm lonely or I feel low or I'm sad. I want to talk to somebody, I need help, or I just want to talk. And you can sort of look at that person and go, well, talk to me. I'm always here for you. And, you know, I'm always here to listen. And so sort of um, COVID certainly has forced some people to think of others, even if it's in terms of washing their hands before you go into a shop or whatever, that sort of thing, all that stuff that was brought in, that has forced people to think of others. Um, I'm not sure that it's really resulted in any more kindness in the way you're talking about it. I mean, you mentioned there's a beginning of our discussion, Kat, about kindness, encouragement and empathy. Um, those are the things that are present in good relationships. That's get back, gets back to my point about relationships are the most important thing if you're isolated. Um, so I don't. I wouldn't say COVID has had a great effect on our society in in in, in many in, in many ways at all, actually. Um, but apart, aside from the fact that it has it forced people to consider others for a time. I mean, I, I I personally think that this whole COVID stuff has really forced people to really undertake a, a, a sense of duty, if, if anything. I think more. Um, mm, mm. So there's there's more. I'm not sure about um, kindness, but I, I definitely get the sense that we have a new sense of duty to ensure that we mm. don't make other people sick. 
and we didn't i mean before um duty mm. was just kind of a duty to the country if you served in a war or something or you served as a soldier or as a navy man or a pilot it's, or whatever. it's kind of like but but now it's it, it's like um this is a duty that you owe to your countrymen your countrywomen your community because it's not fair that if you get sick you you're going to infect everyone else so that's, I mean, if, that's if what, you look that's at it got. it's a little bit of guilt in a way if you look at it um as it has been it has been a, a, a guilty thing for some mm. and the government regulations have been a bit over the top i think and so that does engender a bit of guilt and i don't think it's all there it's or that encouraging but that's if not you story. look at it it kind of does affect our community and each other because you know even though we're able to do a lot of things like our next door neighbors were frail and can't do much and are scared you know, you could go, mm. oh, you know, do you want me to do your shopping for you? Or do you want me to help you put the mm. groceries away or mow your, mow your lawns? Or just knock on the door and going, how are you coping? Are you okay? Um, going for a quick cup of tea or coffee or biscuits and and just sort of mm. cooking for that next door neighbour. And as Philip said, we have a duty to our countrymen our, or basically our community that our you know, we need to respect our elders and sort of go out there and go, just come knock at my door. You're welcome anytime. Call me. Or, you know, it feels like even though we have this Are You Okay Day once a year, every year, I think it should be now more so than ever. It almost feels like um, Are You Okay Day has just turned into Are You Okay Year. Yeah, which is now. The point of Are You Okay Day, the point of Are You Okay Day is you're supposed to listen to the answer to the question. It's not just saying, oh, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Thanks very much and carry on. If someone's not okay, you're supposed to be, and equally, that person is supposed to be allowed to say, well, no, actually, I'm not okay. Yeah. Oh, tell me why. And there's a conversation that comes from that. That's the point of are you okay day. So, but it's, it's, I mean, it's something in my view that should be there all the time. It should be it there now. Be I mean, it on should it, be. On it on one day. I mean, I know it's, it's, and, it seems as if things like Are You Okay Day are largely aimed at men um, because men don't share. And if a fella's got a problem, he just doesn't share with his mates and he just says, oh, yeah, I mean, everything's fine, she'll be right, it's, it's okay. He doesn't admit that there's anything wrong. And so that's what I get from that. But kindness, encouragement, getting back to those things you mentioned at the beginning, Kat. Mm. Um, so how do we engender those things in each other um well there there is one thing actually I, um sorry for interrupting but um there i remember actually studying something uh in school about uh people when they go that there's something about exercising and when you exercise with another person when you say go for a run or a jog or, or even a walk with another person, um, you're at, you're at, for some reason you're able to open up more for some reason mm. whilst exercising than if you were sitting at home and watching television. I mean, well, you see people doing that, don't you, when they're going for a run or going for a walk, they're talking. Yes. You see mm -hmm. that all the time. So they try. That's, that's like, one way. Now, <laughs> like, for example, take today, for example, we were sitting at home having lunch and, we were talking about just, you know, we 
we we we in the house we're at home surrounded by a door and surrounded by walls yes we can go shopping yes we can do this and that but majority of the time we don't think about going outside and mm. being spontaneous and whether it's going to the city or whether it's going to a garden or whether it's walking across the street or to the shops we right. need to now more so than ever get out of the house and breathe. For, but even though we now masks aren't so much mandatory, but even though we're wearing them, we should go out and breathe fresh air because psychologically it stuffs up your psyche. It makes you go crazy and you're going, I mm. can't survive at home. Mm. You know, can we feed our kids? Can we pay the rent? Can we do this? Can we do that? This is the world world we've never woken up to. We've never seen happen. We've never seen before. And this is definitely like a twilight zone type of world universe. Like now it's different. It's it's more so, no, I need to, for my own mental health, I need to get out of the house. I need to call a friend and invite a friend over. It's It's always important to get out of the house and do something. Well, I spend a lot of time outside. In fact, I probably venture to say I spend most of my waking hours outdoors, um, whether it's just on the veranda or somewhere there. I, I, I'm rarely inside for extended periods of time. Um, so I guess I get a fair bit of fresh air. But I think another point is, as far as mental health goes, as far as how we're going, is to look at the things that we have or the things that we, not only, not just things we possess, but the, the the joys there are in this life that we have. I mean, we can go for a walk, we can do this, we can do that. Um, we do have friends, we do have family members, we do have all these things, as opposed to looking at the things that we don't like. I mean, there's always a few of them and we can dwell on them. And you did allude to this before, Kat. I think we should, a way of, encouraging others is to show them that we're actually glad of many things in our own lives and we're happy about them even though we may not be happy about absolutely everything which is impossible really you can't be happy about everything but to have that joy i mean you can have you can have joy in life without necessarily having a smile on your face mm. at the time you can be joyful but actually not happy or even annoyed about something at that time so if we if we concentrate, as you said before, on the good things mm. and say, well, these are the things that I do have, you know, I mean, at the basic level, there are some people who can't go for a walk. Mm. There are some people who are, who can't get out of bed, who have to be fed through a tube and all that sort of There are people with various injuries and various disabilities that we don't have. So we can be kind of glad of that, that we have those abilities, not to say that, you know, that those people are lesser human beings or anything like that, but we can be glad of the various joys we have in this life. So here's my so question. that will enormously help our mental health. Here's my question to you is, or to both of you in general, is how do we excite each other how do we motivate each other again how do we move each other how do we motivate each other what well, what can we do with that well one of, one of the things that it's interesting that you mentioned motivate because uh i was staying with some friends uh ages ago uh, before i met you and one, one of the things um they did help me with was actually motivation 
and they said, why don't you write a list? And right. I said, okay, fine. I'll write a list of everything that I need doing. And then that's basically get a job, um, clean up my, my room, do the washing up, etc. And they said, okay, you've got some stuff. Why don't you write as your first, number one thing to write a list? Like literally write on the list to write a list. Because if you write your, um, to write a list, you can cross that off as one thing you've already accomplished. And then mm. you can say, that's, that's that one thing that, that I've accomplished for today. And even if I don't do the rest of the things, I can still say, I've done one thing on that list. So if you can do at least one thing on a list or on, mm. on any list, or even just doing basic housework, uh, housework chores, at least you can say, this is what I did today. And just basically uh, enjoy the fact that you're capable of doing that one thing. Because mm. even though there might be all this horrible stuff going on in the world, at least you can go and say, you know what, I did that one thing well. And for me, it was, I wrote a list well. So that was that one thing for mm. me. And I think, I, I think everyone should do well, that. It's interesting how when you make a list or you have a plan of things you want to achieve, when you achieve that first thing, you can then build on that and you'll generally achieve the second and third things as well. Because if you didn't have that plan, then you may not even, you'll start one thing and then I do this myself. I start one job and I think, oh, no, no, there's something else. Oh, yeah, I'll go and start on that. And I've half done this job. Yeah. And then I've half done another job. And I end up getting to the halfway through the day and think I'm not really achieving much at all. I may as well go and have a sleep now yeah. to hell with it. And so I don't get much done at all. But when I'm actually active in planning, it's amazing how one builds on the other. Like for me this whole podcasting thing started two weeks ago exactly and I thought I'm sick and tired of being down on my luck and depressed and how can I excite myself how can I motivate myself and encourage myself to do things I, I know I'm greater I know I can achieve and how can I connect with people outside and how can I influence them and how can I put a smile on someone's face and I, I wrote down podcasting I've done radio work. That's still my goal, but I'll get into podcasting because I know that's something I can achieve. I can, you know, have a mentor like you, have my partner, have, you know, sort of people on the outside relating to us, relating to me and going, oh, wow, if she can do that, no, then, I can do that. Then others can. And, and that's where it becomes this wonderful domino effect for the good because they'll go, oh, if she can do that, then imagine what I can do. But the one, the biggest thing, when I was uh, running stress management programs back in the day with my business partner, um, one of the things that we would do is we would get potatoes, right? Um, and we'd get these McDonald's straws that we would basically nick from Macca's and pretend that we would basically order something when we really weren't going to order anything. Um, to and, the point. And basically we'd get them all, get, get all our clients and basically get some potatoes and get them to um, pierce the, the straw uh, through the potatoes. And you, you guys should basically try this trick at home. It's a really cool trick. And you, you look at this potato and you go, there is no way that I can pierce a, um, a straw through a potato. But you actually, if you say to yourself, follow through, and you pierce a McDonald's straw um, through a potato, it will go all the way through. And so the, 
the moral of the story is you've got, if you want to accomplish something or if you want to be motivated, you have to follow through, through. And, you, and you can't give up because if you give up, you, mm. you don't accomplish anything, you know. You know, you know even through, mm. this is, you know, this is my 30 year experience and my, I've been in radio, what, three years now I'm studying. And I think it's important that we can wake each other up and we can, it's not all downhills. There are uphills and there are uphills to being able to smile again and laugh again. And, and you know, I just want to say to whoever watches this that there, there is a way to accomplish and achieve and there is a way for healing. And I think it's important when the healing starts in here and, mm. and, and it'll, it'll, it'll sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? It'll bounce off to everybody else. And it sort of becomes, as I said, like a domino effect where everyone else will start smiling. Well, so, to, so to distill what we've talked about tonight into one or two sentences, do what you do well and don't be afraid to do it. Exactly, exactly. And you know, I've never known an age, I've never known an age when you can use your creativity so quickly and so easily. That's very true. Internet. You can get yourself out there on the internet within within a few minutes. Mm. Whereas in, in decades past, it was much more difficult to do it. You had to find a channel. Whereas everybody's now got a channel. That's right. And yeah. I feel kind of stupid saying this, but now that we've encouraged everyone to do this, we're going to have all this competition now. <laughs> um, but, but that's I another story. It doesn't matter how bad you think. It doesn't matter how bad you think your creative performance or whatever it is. You know, it doesn't matter how bad you think you are. It, if you look, if you look out there, you'll find someone who's worse than you are. Of course, it's, and, and that's think, a comfort. Or that you think is worse than you are. There, there are a lot of people are. who. There are a lot of people who have far, far worse than us put together. But as you know, there's always someone worse. Just don't, just don't but tell them. The thing is, just don't tell them you think they're them worse that. than you are. Don't. But the don't thing do is, that. the thing is, when as Philip said and as you said, when you set your mind to a mission or a goal or a vision, you set your mind on a journey that's, you don't have to run a marathon for you can, for you can run a race, but to begin that race, you've got to learn to crawl. And from crawling, you begin to walk from walking, you run from run, you jump. And then after that, you fly. Exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, as when you set your mind to something, anything, there's always a reason to come back and go and smile and go, I did that for me. I didn't do it for anybody else but me. And I feel mm. good. And it doesn't matter where you are in the race. Exactly. Yeah. As long as long as you're as long as you're making forward progress. Exactly. I, I, actually, um, I used to do that actually. So people used to come up to me sometimes in karaoke and they would tell me how I'm meant to sing for some reason. And mm. I would say to them all the time, without doubt, I mean, in the beginning anyway, um, I sing for me. I don't sing for you. So you don't tell me how to sing. <laughs> he, 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 I think I believe hit, hit the nail on the head, which is I do life for me. I don't do life for you. I do life for me because life is, you know, what I, what I make it, what I make it to be. Life is a challenge, but life isn't all downhills, darlings. It's all about 
uphills. It's all about spontaneous. You gotta be, sometimes it's fun to be spontaneous and get out of that headspace and going, no, I'm determined. I can do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be an athlete. I'm gonna be a swimmer. I'm gonna be a singer. I'm gonna be a dancer. I'm gonna be an actor. I'm gonna be a podcaster, right? Whatever you wanna be. It's that moment of going, I did life for me, not for you. Well, it is the uphills. If you, if you go cycling, you'll know that it's the uphills, which are hard, that make the downhills worth it. That's actually true. That's actually true. Because my brother's a, a massive cyclist in England. Um, and, you know, I think he spent something like, Six thousand dollars on his bike. Six thousand pounds, sorry. Six thousand pounds on his bike, which is, I mean, in my opinion, he should have just bought a car. Um, but, but, but yeah, that's how much he spent to, for his for his bike. Um, but yeah, he would be riding up the the uphills um, and and just um, racing down the downhills. But it, it's 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 the challenge that he enjoys. The the last thing I want to say about this is. When it comes to mental health and well-being, it's meditation is key. Mm. Meditate, 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 cleanse. Whether you're in the shower, whether you're dancing or singing around the house, whether you're doing house shows, whether you're shopping, meditation is key. And, you know, med meditation doesn't need to be, um, you know, some Buddhist dude basically um, showing him his total kit with some um in the background no you, you can you can basically listen to john denver if you want to oh, and that listen, would still be considered meditation or listen to the well, ocean. It's, or listen it's not to really ocean. clearing your mind like there's some people who say clear your mind completely but I the think, trouble is when you clear your mind completely then all sorts of things jump in there and sometimes you know, they're the wrong when, things when it's, I, more fo it's more focusing your mind yeah, when think. i'm feeling low when i'm feeling low and sad and a bit depressed what i do is i'll say to philip i i don't feel like myself and then all i do is i'll learn i'll sit on the bed i'll go to youtube and i'll put like uh, a virtual aquarium or a virtual fish tank mm. or the ocean and that's what i do to sleep i put on a virtual aquarium mm. and i yeah, watch the fish and something that helps you i watch the For fish me, around and then i fall asleep at the sound of the water it it makes me sort of relax and my body's relaxed and I'm falling asleep and I wake up and it's still playing. It's sort of like that moment of Zen, like meditation is key, I think. Or whatever it is. Like, for, for you make you go to the toilet, you know, because when you hear the <laughs> for, our, for our mental health, and let's let's end on this tonight. Yeah. For our mental health, it's finding something that helps you. Yeah. Yeah. For you, it's for you, it's it's fish on YouTube. That would drive me batty. But for me, it's coffee and chocolate. Oh, yes, that too. That too. <laughs> eating, coffee and eating and drinking, Eating and drinking is something which I enjoy. <laughs> Turks, yeah. coffee. I yeah. love my coffee. So find, find something you enjoy and make your contribution to the world. That's right. And find your balance. And you don't need to basically... Uh, cure cancer although it would be nice if you can do that but but just basically enjoy, enjoy yourself and, and and have a good time and find your balance that's a story for another day good find night cat good night Phil. thank you for joining good night us all. see you next week all right bye, bye.